0: CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I am super proud of myself. I did a thing, and I want to tell you about the thing I did because I'm hoping it'll inspire some people. My name is Leister. I want to tell a story. If you're new, welcome. I don't often tell stories on Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptotalkRadio.net, but today's story, I must take a few minutes and just tell it. I promise it will help make your day a little bit better, a little bit brighter, because somebody's taking the bat, taking the taking the mick, as they say, for you. So I, if you don't know, I have two endeavors. So I, I don't do podcasts or anything as a full-time job. It's a hobby. It's something I enjoy doing. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking I somewhat enjoy talking cryptocurrency, but I enjoy sharing thoughts and opinions. We have three podcasts and Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkradio.net, of course, is the primary one with the largest listener set. And we talk various cryptocurrencies, and I am slowly but surely getting into underdogs. In fact, uh, recently I covered the C plus charge, and I've been watching that one, and it's very interesting seeing the coin market cap uh, chatter on the community about whether it's a scam or it's not a scam. And Apparently, there's a Phoenixio something and all sorts of stuff, and people aren't sure what to think. It's still active, still tradable on Bitmart. Uh, as of right now, it's got about 200,000 in volume over 24 hours, which isn't bad considering it's only on the one centralized exchange. So it's off to a decent start. They had Trust Wallet updated, they had everything updated. I was able to claim the pre sale. And so I don't know what to think about it. I said I was going to keep watching it, and I am because I don't know if it's legit or not. I'm, I'm serious. But I did uh, just watch and see, okay, what the heck's going on with this business? And with the price flux, it's like, I'm, I'm just buying a dip, buying a dip, buying a dip. See if I can get to about a hundred thousand. Cause I, based on a, it's got a 1 billion supply. I'd be shocked if it can't hit a dollar really. So that that's still out there. Meanwhile, I'm looking for some of these other young upstarts and see if they're worth talking about, whether they're scams or not is not for me to say, I'm just seeing if there's some that look like they have some potential. So there's that, but then separately, In my full-time deal, I work for myself, I'm my own business, I'm my own company, and I work with other companies with technology needs. That's my job, quote unquote. But I control my hours, I control my schedule, and most importantly, I call the shots on how I do the work by law. So it's pretty cool, and I make a lot of freaking money, and so I don't take a lot of crap (laughs) from my endeavors. And I was telling the story before about my first one that I signed back in May, and it was terrible, terrible. Well, we got, we got most of those out of the way. We got new leadership and it's been cool. Well, now we're doing this project. Major initiative for the, the client that we work for. And they're looking to me to basically get them to the finish line. But we have to deal with another agency. This other agency has got to be the most inept, least competent, most frustrating group of people you ever didn't meet. Like we're talking people that don't understand the basics of technology. Like I didn't go to college fresh out of high school. I went straight to work. I got technical certifications and i worked my way up. I busted my tail to six figures long before I stepped foot in college. I later went back during the pandemic just to get the associates, just to check off the box for computer science. I don't care about it. I didn't get much out of it. It was just a check of box. I already had the competency. So for me, hearing some of these people talk, it's like, dude, you just don't get it. And you're paid how much freaking money to just sit there and, and it, There's more to it that I can't share, but bottom line is I get sick of it. And so (laughs) I make, I tell them straight up, why don't you have any initiative to do things better at all? And then they get all offended. Like we're talking the snowflakes of snowflakes. Well, today I had this dude and he's over this one thing that we wanted to do. And this guy, he looks like an old Scott Bakula. Like he looks like I was going to quantum leap out of there any minute. And so I'm breaking down. This is what I want to do. And he does Now, if you know psychology, which I do very well, what people will do is they're already predisposed to challenge you. Like if you remember what was happening with Trump and the Biden stuff, right? They're predisposed to fight you. They're predisposed to disagree with you. And they're never going to see your point because they're already in defense mode. They don't really want to have that debate. They're not serious about it. So they'll make up excuses It's a Chewbacca. They're not trying to really see you eye to eye. That's how he was. I I sensed this within the first two minutes of talking to this joker, right? So I said, all right, I concede what you're saying. We'll do it your way. Well, no, you need help me understand. What are you arguing about, bro? I just said, I'll do it your way. No, you need help me understand. No, no, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to prove me wrong. And I I didn't say this, but I'm like, I know you're a freaking idiot. I'm not going to waste the time. I know your game, bro. I'm not going to let you win the game. I gave you what you wanted and we'll move on. And then I'll report to people above your pay grade that you weren't willing to meet me halfway. And let's see if I can get your ass fired. Cause see, that's how I flow, man. If you come at cause other people are affected by this nonsense. Like I'm trying to make my customer happy and this idiot's in my way, not knowing what the heck he's doing. So that's my world now. It's like, I'm telling people how to do their job. Meanwhile, the second endeavor, they're doing all this testing and all this. And I just have to kind of be on call case they have questions or something's wrong and we're mostly winding down and it's, it's a lot calmer than it used to be, but it's like they're, they do these one-off requests and things are kind of scattered, but it's nowhere near what this first one is like, geez. Meanwhile, the second one pays me every week. I get a check every week. It's like kicking the first one. It's like one check a month. And I'm like this, you know, but they want to pay me more money because they know I'm, I'm slick with it, slick with it. Like Zabjana says. So it's like, I get this is the, for anybody out there, when you get to the more of notorious BIG, the more money you make, the more problems you get. That's true. It's the truth. And speaking of money and speaking of more of it and speaking of problems, let's talk cryptocurrency because it started going on a run. Checking out the numbers then. Everything's looking good. We went on a little bit of a run. We're up close to 6% over the last 24 hours. Ethereum hovering around the 1900 mark. Dipped to about 1800 but went on a run about 1900 Everything's looking positive on the Ethereum side. It's very exciting, especially if you were invested in it. And of course, Bitcoin's not, it went on the same run, but not to the same significance of run, I would say. So Bitcoin's up about 3%, so about half in terms of percentages, what Ethereum went. Ethereum went on a much higher run. Ethereum did much better than what Bitcoin did, but they both were up. And if you look at the month chart, everything's looking green. Like this is an exciting time, at least for me. And it seems like the velocity is not strong. So don't feel like we're at the bull. I don't think we are yet. And there's some other news I want to talk about that may be holding that back, but everything's looking good. So hopefully you are getting a chance to take some profits, enjoy at least a little bit of this run. I still expect we're going to get a little bit of a crash, especially as we get closer to tax filing, but hopefully you are getting opportunities to take some profits off whichever projects that you do. Cause pretty much across the board, everything's green because Bitcoin is green. So if you have Ethereum-based projects or BNB-based projects or whatever, I would hope that you're able to take some profits, get a little bit of money. It's probably not going to make you a super millionaire, but it's. I think it's an opportunity to just get a little breathing. You know, we didn't get so much positive over the past couple of months. Dogecoin then, meanwhile, because of what Elon did, and I'll get to the why that's significant here in a second, but Doge started jumping up. Doge hit just shy of $0.10 cents very recently. Remember Doge went as low as like, I want to say two cents, not that long ago, but it went up to about 10 cents very recently. And the reason is because Elon Musk changed the logo of Twitter to the Doge dog. And he had said he was going to do this. I believe that was last year. He said that, said he was going to do that. Or thought it'd be a cool idea. And then he made good on his word. And then of course, Doge went on a run. The Doge social media account has been hot and heavy banking on this FOMO hype that's happening. As a result, there's so much velocity, upward velocity that the prediction for Doge is strong. We're talking about 100X in sometime in 2024. Now, do I think that's going to happen? Uh, maybe, but remember, Doge's supply is essentially unlimited. So it would take sustained volume. The volume right now is a short pump and the short pump may get us about a 2X-ish. I don't know that we're going to get all the way to the 100X that people expect or people are predicting, but it it would take some sustained stuff. Like You'd have to see... Twitter just kind of go all in on Doge and then see some runs on that. In short, I don't think that's happening. Ethereum did regain some of its momentum, but I still think it's going to crash at some point soon. Bitcoin's looking excellent, still highly predicted to go to six figures. Again, all of these are assuming that we maintain the same velocity and strength that we're seeing right now all the way through to 2024. And there's a lot of things that go along with that that may or may not play out. Speaking of then Cardano, which is one of the main networks, Cardano has been hot and heavy on its development track. Cardano, apparently there's 66% Cardano held by retail investors. This shows more strength flowing into the Cardano ecosystem. And of course they had the stable coins that they recently released that they were trying to get more positive. There's more of a sentiment. And I said before, it felt to me like, you know, Cardano is that one. Like it's going to break out at some point later and later. Nobody really knows when, but I've been bullish on it for a long time. There's more build happening on it. There's more wallets being created. The demand is increasing for Cardano. We don't know where it's gonna go. Right now, I believe it's 10X down from its peak. So at most we expect it'll get back 10X as we get to the bull run. The question is whether it'll go even higher with all the different things that are happening on the Cardano ecosystem. Do you remember the update if you're not new? Do you remember the update I did a while ago? And I said that, you know, as, as it pertains to the former president, he had once said, I like the dollar. You know, and so now, these Trump NFTs, I said to people, these are going to make some people some money just because of FOMO and the reaction anytime the news says something about Trump. Well, if you didn't know, former President Donald Trump was very recently indicted and then later arrested or taken into custody, I should be clear, on some trumped up charges, no pun intended, regarding payments allegedly made to hush money, Allegedly made two mistresses, two porn stars that he allegedly had relationships with sexual relations while he was still married to Melania Trump. Now, I don't know and can't say anything about the allegations, only that most legal experts say if this was anybody else, they would not have tried to bring these charges. And it's kind of a joke and it's all for show and it's all political to try to help keep Trump out of office. Many people say it's not going to do any good and it would not stop him from running or possibly being elected to the presidency. Regardless of what the outcome of this is, meanwhile, during all this news and all this rigmarole, these Trump NFTs I like the dollar, started going on a run, as I said they were going to do. I did warn you that rhymes that they were going to make some people some money, because people were going to sit there and and basically force them to be a collectible type thing. Well, somebody I also said in that update that people missed opportunities. They should have taken some other artwork inspired by this. And they should have gone with it and made even more money. Well, somebody was clearly listening to my podcast because they released what's called the Trump criminal digital cards collection on the Ethereum chain, which is an unlicensed knockoff of the original Trump cards. These started going on a run pictures of things like him in an orange suit and cuffs with a bunch of money stuck behind him. But they're going on a crazy run because people believe that there's something there. This is the true spirit true spirit of capitalism. When you're able to make some money off of recent events, even if it's a garbage NFT, but even the main Trump NFTs are also making money because of course it's Trump and they want to see that there's collectability with this stuff because they think they're going to be rare. Whether that's true or not remains to be seen. So that's out there as well. The state of Texas out here, in the United States recently approved a bill that's completely against Bitcoin mining and wants to restrict Bitcoin mining operations. The question on this was, this is very intriguing, but when you think about Texas and oil and everything else, it doesn't surprise. Most of the States that support cryptocurrency mining are in the North. Texas is in the South. The Southern States have not really been embracing of Bitcoin mining. However, Ted Cruz, who is Senator down there was trying to be supportive of it. However, he's gotten beaten by other folks down there who don't want it to happen and they don't want it to be a thing. And mostly that's energy related. So the thought is that it puts too much strain on the grid. If you didn't know the story, Texas some while ago had a major, major outage. They were having people dying because it was so cold. It was a pretty bad thing. And so the theory is that there was too much strain on the grid and they're trying to find any low hanging fruit to attack, to keep the grid in, in intact, no pun intended. And rather than actually fix the grid and upgrade it for the modern times, the other thing is, All the rush towards solar and wind and everything else was never going to be sustainable. So this is just a low hanging fruit attack on Bitcoin mining, allegedly to preserve energy. But we all know the energy consumption was going to continue irrespective of what they did on this business. So I don't see it's going to go anywhere, anywhere near near term, in my opinion, anyway. Last piece I'll talk about real fast. And this is not news. It's news related, but not really news related. So. As we see some up runs on cryptocurrency, and we also see the decline of different outlets. So these exchanges and everything else, one unsung hero had always been the peer-to-peer market. The peer-to-peer market, if you didn't know, is basically you can interact with regular people just like you who are offering their Bitcoin or their Ethereum or whatever for sale, or they're offered to buy it from you. And then you can do a credit card transaction just like you would do like on a Craigslist or eBay. Kind of thing, and there was a number of them. Localbitcoins.com was the most popular I would think. Paxful is another one that was rather popular. I used Paxful in all disclosure a couple of times. I found it distasteful because of the way that they allowed people to do the things and a misunderstanding of KYC, but I did use it for a couple of things. Well, recently, localbitcoins.com had shut down, and I said good riddance to those jokers because they stopped accepting something. I forgot what it was. Well, Paxful now is the next one to say they're going to suspend their their operations and they're saying that they had people that left and I don't know if they quit or they were fired. And there was challenges with the regulatory space. And of course, we know that there was all sorts of things, regulatory scrutiny put on a lot of these companies. There are some young upstarts that are coming up to replace. And as they wind down, so it's not a complete shutdown yet, but as they wind down operations, Paxful is going to make sure that people can get their money out if the money is locked in the eco and then they've directed to a couple of different places where you can replace it. Um, These are just young companies that I don't think very highly of. but there are some other ones that are trying to step up and fill the gap. I think it's going to be hard. Part of the theory is that the peer to peer market is simply not strong. It's, it's not easy to get people to do it. And the theory is that the regulatory uncertainty is causing people to be skittish. I don't, I don't think that's all it is. I think again, it's a lack of understanding of KYC and what's necessary. KYC doesn't mean you got to upload a bill and do all this crap for a $50 transaction. KYC mostly needs to apply on certain transaction amounts or greater. If somebody just wants to do a hundred dollar transaction, you should not be collecting full on KYC data. I don't mind giving you a name and an email address and a phone number. That's all you should need for a basic hundred dollar transaction. Once you start getting into the tens of thousands of dollars and above, okay. Then I can justify getting an ID. Maybe doing a credit, something, sure. But once they start adding you to upload all these docs and you're sending it possibly overseas and you're putting your identity at risk, I don't agree with it. And I think they're doing it for nefarious reasons. Call me tenfold if you must. So I think that's really what killed Paxwell. I don't think it was a staff departure. I think they're just incompetent idiots, as I called out before, because they allowed people to go crazy with the KYC. This is all my opinion. I'm not really ranting. And then another note if you haven't heard about I had. I had done an interview way early on the podcast with Mr. Sagala, go back in our ar- archive and check out that episode, Joshua Sagala. And we were talking about something he had been working on, which is about tokenized gold. The idea that we can peg prices of cryptocurrency to the price of gold. The price of gold has been fluctuating rather rapidly. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, but the thought is to peg it to something that is kind of time honored. Cause if you peg it to U.S. dollars, for example, U.S. dollars, of course, are hurting. The dollar is no longer pegged into gold. It's not one for one or anything. So it's not really trustworthy. You can't really confidently say that what you've got has value. It's all kind of assumptive. And people think that the U.S. dollar is very close to a Ponzi for this very reason. Bitcoin, of course, is the closest in that parallel to digital gold, but Bitcoin has a volatility that belies the gold standard. So, what they're trying to do now is create these tokens that are directly pegged to the price of gold. And many of these have already been around, but they're starting to gain some traction as people are looking for something that is stable, that it's reliable, trustworthy. I think, in my opinion, that it's a good opportunity for certain people to get into something. That may be a little bit more reliable in the long term, but it's really going to depend on the worldwide acceptance of the value of gold. Because in the United States, at least, the value of gold is kind of iffy, mostly because the government has purposely tried to alienate us from it. I'm tinfoiling that too, but I'm saying that this is good for the industry to have these options, and it's something to at least take a look at and be aware of, if nothing else. In closing, hopefully you're enjoying these run-ups. Be careful and be safe. Don't get tempted. But... They are valid run-ups for what they are for however they long, however long they last anyway. So do take advantage of it. You'll take some profits and you may see some opportunities that allow you to make some short-term money. You got to control your greed in these things and always make sure that there's a roof over your head and a food on your table and your family's taken care of above all else. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptotalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form. The link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our Triad. The Triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency, to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey until next time. Take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is to be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.